and welcome to the Growing Happy Families podcast, where we aim to help you clarify your goals for your family, understand what makes your family members tick, and work out what helps you to get along better. This podcast is in no way an expert directive on how you should be parenting your children. After all, you are the experts on your family. But it is my sincere hope that you might hear something that helps you feel supported and understood as you go about the business of raising your next generation. My name is Kim Leone, and I'm here today talking with my lovely co-host and pal, Mari Perks. So it's good to be talking to you again. And um, what's come to my mind this week to ask you is about um, when there's a big family event. Mm-hmm. And how, I guess it's about how people can be helped to manage their expectations and also that, that fear of what happens if halfway through the day one of the children does something and I just want to disappear into a hole underneath me. Yeah. And, and that, that's a bit of a rambling question, but you get the feel of it. It's the... the pressure, the need to get everything right and then that, that knowledge and fear that actually on the day something's going to go wrong, it's going to be my fault, all my children's and so how do I manage that? It's going to go terribly, terribly wrong. It is. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good question because especially like as we're recording, we're coming up to Christmas time and I know this probably won't go out until afterwards, but I think any big occasion like Christmas especially after the year that we've we've had with you know not being able to see family and everything being quite uh, dour and serious and worrying and stuff it is so important isn't it that we have this lovely time together and that everything goes perfectly Um, and when you're when you have children that's that's really quite unpredictable as to the result and the idea one of the things I heard you say was about managing expectations and a really uh, I wouldn't say good friend because I didn't know him all that well but he was uh, an Adlerian professor who um, I had the good fortune to attend a a speak a a sort of speaking thing that he was um, at and he said the the most important thing about Um, raising a family was lowering your expectations (laughs) and uh, I I know there was a sharp intake of breath when he said that but actually he went on to explain that you know he, he wasn't talking about you know just lowering them right to the floor but just maybe thinking okay this is possibly not gonna go exactly where I would like it to go um, and he was talking about, you know, okay, so what's the worst case scenario? And I think that's a good one for parents to think, you know, if if they want to try and be organised and prepared, maybe it's looking at what might be the worst case scenario things that might occur. So, you know, we know our kids really well, actually. And one of the things that can happen is, especially in a big occasion, the kids pick up on it. They get overexcited and then they get meltdown time happens. So what what we can be aware of is, you know, what are their needs? What are their normal needs? Do they normally have a nap at two o'clock and are we making them wait for dinner? 
you know, their lunch until three o'clock. So they're over hungry, overtired and just generally overwrought. And so what can we do to head that off at the pass? Do we give them a snack earlier to keep their blood sugar up so they don't get hangry? Do we have them try and have them a, a quiet time? Yes, they're not going to have a rest, are they, before some big thing comes on because they're going to be excited. But is there a time when we can kind of give them a little quiet period, you know, sit down and read a story with them for 10 minutes or something that will let them kind of reground themselves? Because even small children can can calm themselves down if we help show them the way. They just can't do it on their own. And, and that would be the same for adults. We also need those moments in amongst all that um, preparation and hubbub and hullabaloo and stress and worry about whether it's all going to go all right. So, so my immediate response to that, having been that mum at one point in the past, <laughs> is, oh my goodness, so with everything else I've got to plan, yeah. food, make sure the house is clean and tidy, have we got enough chairs for the garden, all of those things. I also have to factor in planning the snack for the children and make sure they have a story. It's, it's, um, uh, can I do that if I'm just about to put something in the oven? How do I? Is it okay to sit in front of the television upstairs for half an hour? Well, do I not have enough to do? I think I think that's a reasonable question. But don't forget, if this is going to be a big do, you know there are going to be other. Hopefully, there are going to be other people around. So even though you may be the general in charge of the army, I'm wondering about some of the other troops. That might be around could they be conscripted into reading a story for instance or taking the kids for a quick walk around the block maybe or you know something like that that just gets them out out of the house focused on things other than you know the meltdowny stuff that that's, that might happen because a lot of the time kids are great if you can distract them and it doesn't have to be that you know frenetic high energy distraction it can be a quiet distraction so, I mean, does that... That sounds... I mean, it does sound a little... In some families where people are quite reluctant to be conscripted... Sure. Um, I guess, in my head, again, that's a little bit of forward planning. Yes. Just, just kind of knowing who's going to be the one... And maybe even asking them. Maybe even asking them ahead of time, you know. If the kids get a bit... A bit mad or, you know, jumping aroundy. Could I ask you to read a story? I'll get something all set up and prepared, you know, and have a, their favourite book ready or whatever. And and mm. but, but sort of forewarn them even, maybe. And I can see that working. Then what comes into my head is the other bit where they, you know, families are quite diverse. And, and there's often family members who are quite... Um, happy to find things to criticise. So even if I did that and had had that planned and sort of snapped for the children at half past twelve so they don't crawl the walls. I mean two things first of all is that I just know Auntie Ward is going to sit in the corner vocally letting me know how I should be controlling my children far better and that their their granddad's blessing is going to have a pocket full of sweets to be 
passing on to them, which was one of mine, um, or not one of mine, um, but within the wider, wider family, certain things just make them hyper. Sure. Just show them hyper. So it, I, I guess it goes back, uh, the word that comes back to me, certainly personally, is the planning, thinking yes. ahead, collaborating. Oh, absolutely. That's so important, isn't it? Because this isn't, I mean, if, if we're talking about a big occasion, it's for the family. And one of the most important things, perhaps, is help, is getting people to help. Because even though they might grumble about it, people want to help and be part because it helps them to feel connected to the group. And socially, um also contributing, not just collaborating, but contributing something of worth and of value to the group is really important. And so, you know, if we can, and we can do forewarning, even with grandpa who might want to bring loads of sweeties and say, look, granddad, you know, it makes them, it makes them unwell because it is unwell, isn't it? It's not their normal self. If they get hyper from the sugar or some kind of food colouring or whatever and actually explain it beforehand mm. and say look maybe if I give you a box of raisins or you know some kind of snack that you know is okay can you give them these instead please so it's finding finding that and that's why the planning part is the most important part it's not just planning you know how many vegetables and how many potatoes you're going to make it's it's getting those sort of the strategic plans ready um, to kind of avoid the meltdowns rather than dealing with the meltdowns when they happen. Oh, that's wonderful. It brings to mind, there's a phrase, isn't there? There's something about it's far better, harder work, far better to raise a child than to fix a child. Absolutely, yes. Um, but also the question comes to mind, and I only remembered that too, to when my trip was born actually with the grandchildren, involving them in the planning. Oh yes, yes, for sure. Even small people like to be involved in the planning and if they can play some small role, that will help them a lot. Maybe it won't help you because you're going to have to, you know, be, be extra on duty, if you like, when they're doing their bit. But oh my goodness, what a fantastic contribution that will make to them and how will, how how special will they feel and how significant for being able to be part of Christmas. So it's encouraging for them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I think if, if you model cooperation and model asking them for help, they're going to be less in need of the, the attention seeking and the, you know, the power struggles. But they're still going to get tired, they're still going to get hungry and they're still going to fall back on old behaviours. But at least they can say, you know, I, I, I got to take round the things or I got to put the, you know, the crackers on the table or something like, you know, something that they can cope with at their age. So they're not walking around with sharp pointy things or, you know, anything that could break and shatter and hurt them or other people. But but certainly for their ages, um, you know, they should be in, they absolutely should be able to help. It's so important. So, so I think my next part of 
my thinking is about I just know myself that mm -hmm. at some point during the day I just feel like finding a quiet dark place to shut myself away from everything because there's always somebody who thinks it's appropriate and helpful to tell me just how badly behaved my children are and how it, it's just especially when actually I know that they have really tried their hardest they you know they are themselves they are just who they are amazing little people and then it comes back down I mean it just feels like the whole day is a disaster because I just feel rubbish yeah that's and that's hard when you feel rubbish and when it feels like the whole day is ruined by just that one comment. I think that's really hard because the other side of what you're talking about is not just the how the children how the children behave, but how you want to be a good parent and you want to be a good host and you want to be a good family member. So you're trying to make the day a good day. And then someone comes along and sticks a great big pin in and bursts the bubble, which is very um, annoying. <laughs> but also discouraging, you know. So I think, again, planning. Let's look at how you can be ready for those kind of comments if, you know, great aunt is coming along and you know that that's her sort of general modus operandi, if you like. So what could you do to head that off? Or how could you deal with it? What do you need to rehearse as a, a response to that? that just begins to be more habitual so it doesn't feel like you're put on the spot and reacting rather than responding. But the more you're talking, the more it makes sense to me. But, I mean, people go shopping, I make a list. If I have a holiday coming up, I make a list. I plan ahead for all the eventualities. And I haven't really thought about that one of having a stock answer, presumably that isn't going to let me cut out of the wheel. Really joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, just something maybe even if I'm able to a little bit humorous humorous, just to deflate yeah. the thing absolutely um, because deep down I think this is the thing that that gets forgotten on these days it's actually it comes from a place of love it's people don't come to a party wondering at what point and how they can completely stick a pin in first your balloon yeah Exactly. Just, and I guess great aunties get overwrought and tired and Oh yes. And in the heat of the day we forget that too. Mm. So oh practice an answer. That's a really good Yeah. And I think once you set, especially if you practice it out loud into the mirror or if you haven't got somebody you can practice it with. You know, just hearing it yourself say those words aloud can make it far less scary when they come out towards granny or great auntie or whoever. Um, you know, if someone says something a bit crotchety, then it's nice to have um, a ready answer that allows you, oh yeah, I know this one, I knew this was coming, here's my answer. And I can say it really grounded, really you know, with the best will in the world, as it were, genuinely with the best will in the world, rather than with the best will in the world, <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing. Well, just, I'm just thinking, I mean, so would it be a cheeky thing to say to auntie, though? Gosh, auntie, it sounds like you're overdue a cup of tea. 
I wonder if we could just get someone to get you a cup of tea and a mince pie so you can just have a quiet moment rather than wanting to um, wrap what I would say. Just get off of my children's back. To be fair, I think often it's when somebody's had too much to eat or too much to drink yeah. or hasn't had. Hasn't had any yet. <laughs> and one of the things that I learned in, um, you know, in my training, actually, was that the same needs apply to grown-ups as do children. You know, the same things. They need connection. They need to feel capable. And they need to count. And if your children are the ones that are getting all the attention because they're little and they're quite cute and they're probably a bit, you know, excited and so they're jumping around a lot that's going to take a lot of attention away from great auntie or whoever and they're going to feel maybe a little bit left out and you know the older we get perhaps we get a little bit more crotchety about that yeah so I think that's a really good we're kind of running down to the end of our time at the moment but um and I know from my training, those are the crucial seeds we're talking about. And sure. I often think about them in my own life, to be fair. I often think, you know, are you feeling courageous today? Do you feel connected? Yeah. Do you feel capable? Have you got courage? Mm. Um, and then kind of doing a, a, a little health check on myself. Yeah. At the start of the day. Yeah. And what do I need to put in to, to put that there? But that's been brilliant. Thank you. I've... I've Personally, I'm thinking, oh, that's make a note of that because that would be helpful for any future events. And I'm confident that quite a lot of parents out there would be listening, going, make a plan. Yeah, so have a phrase ready. Make plans, have a phrase ready, but have rehearsed it first so it comes out in a more confident tone of voice, not all kind of ah and rah, you know, just <laughs> just <laughs> lovely and grounded and all that kind of stuff or at least on the way towards that right so yes. that kind of thing and if you need to take time out time out isn't just for kids and time out is much better if we decide for ourselves when we need it so if you decide that you do need that five minutes take yourself into the garden for five minutes or say okay kids you know um, someone else is going to watch Someone else is going to watch the potatoes boiling for me. Let's go outside in the garden for five minutes. And then Wonderful. you get a, you know, you get a breathe as well. Oh. So. Wonderful wise words. Thank well, you. hopefully That's... they'll be useful to someone. I'm very sure they will be. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's been great. Thank you very much. And we'll talk again soon. Okay, so that's it today. Thanks for listening. We hope it's given you some thoughts and ideas to help you growing your happy family. And we'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks to Mari for co-hosting. Mari's got a podcast as well called Intentional Conversations about counselling and therapy. And thank you to Mick Parks for the musical contributions that are on here too. If you'd like to know more about the ways that we could work together or you'd like to give us feedback about the podcast or suggestions for uh, future episodes, please go to our website at heartfeltthinking.com. 
and my name is Kim Leone and this has been the Growing Happy Families podcast where we aim to help you clarify your goals for your family, understand what makes your family members tick and work out what helps you to get along better. See you soon.